This is a podcast from Rover. One of my fave humans. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really, I'm really honored to be here. Petra, you were huge for me, you know, during my own journey um, with mental illness. I know um, in my experience, having had anorexia, I spent a bit of time in hospital and and you were a big inspiration to me. I always was really interested in sort of the film and, and media industry. And I, I really did look up to you. And um, I have a lot of admiration for you too. Well, my darling girl, I love the fact that your work, uh, A Moment With, through Voices of Hope, is one of those things that helps to knit people together, to knit them to themselves and to their communities and to the people that might um, hold their hands when they need it or give them a great big hug. So I want to ask you, what what are you bringing today? We, I asked you to share some clips. What have you chosen to share with great areas in our audience today? Yeah, well, thank you. I've brought along um, two clips from two episodes um, from season two. We talked to Harry, and Harry's um, episode was incredibly special to me. Um, Harry's experience was very similar to my own, and so having the conversation with him felt like I was listening to um, my own my own story, which was really um quite confronting but also really special and so Harry has fought a really difficult battle with anorexia nervosa and during this episode Harry talks about the sort of um, stereotypes and, and myths and misconceptions around the fact that boys don't get eating disorders when in reality regardless of gender eating disorders can affect anyone um, so I really um, I really enjoyed this episode. Okay cool shall we have a listen to the clip and then have a bit of a chat. So by the time I was diagnosed just left school got the diagnosis was a complete shock to everyone because um, I thought it was an illness only girls could get and it was also a bit of a relief though just to know that I wasn't all alone on these in these battles and what I was going through my heart was beating way slower than it should and luckily it got back where it did need to go and I was transferred from there to a psych ward where I was for another three months so the the biggest thing for me in terms of the thought processes in my head was like you said, differentiating myself from this illness. So initially that was just identifying these thoughts in my head that all felt like mine, but realizing that some of them weren't. Some of them came from this illness called anorexia. I couldn't have done any of it without the support I had around me. My family was just amazing throughout the entire experience. I had this amazing amount of support around me who just believed in me. And no matter how I felt, they always were in my ear saying, you're going to get through this. You're going to be amazing once you're through it. Life's going to be awesome again. And I guess I could only hear that so much before I started believing in it myself. Oh, so good. It's so, I mean, I hear what you're saying, Jen, that to hear the story of anorexia from a male voice is pretty profound. It allows you to look at it again with a maybe renewed compassion and wonder even like oh yeah okay the fact that he said I didn't know I could get this exactly especially if you aren't seeing people like yourself represented in sort of you know movies and and often when anorexia is, is portrayed in, in media it's it's one very specific person it's often a, a a thin white female and for people that don't fit in that sort of bracket I can't begin to imagine how confusing it is and and 
you know, to know sort of where you fit in or to even acknowledge that you have an issue. And so I really admire Harry um, for, for speaking up and, and taking that courageous step because there'll be so many people out there that are struggling in silence. And it is courageous as a man to talk about having anorexia. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think we'd love to get to the point where it's a conversation that's somewhat normalised, you know, that it that it isn't this big courageous thing because people are open and honest and 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 willing to talk about their mental health. But as I keep saying, you know, unfortunately stigma is, is so rife and I think um, eating disorders are, are incredibly misunderstood. You know, we see one thing in the media and, and if you don't fit in that box, then your experience can feel really invalidated. Um, so Harry's actually just written a book as well, sharing his experiences and his stories. And I just, yeah, I admire his, like we keep saying, his courage and his willingness to speak so that people like his younger self, that young boy that, didn't think he could have an eating disorder because no one talked about males having eating disorders. Um, yeah, I think it's really, really incredible. And and I guess the the thing about a podcast is you can you can um, ruminate, you can dig into the content. Like I I want to hear what he has to say about his thoughts now. But anyway, you brought another clip. What what else did you bring? We did. So I brought another clip along from a wonderful um, lady called Maria Foy. She is the um, the founder or the the face behind the um, social media account Happy Mum, Happy Child. Uh, Maria talks about her battle with uh, anxiety and depression in this episode. And, and, you know, what I really enjoyed about Maria's conversation and what I really admire about Maria is that she actually started talking about mental health long before a lot of people were through her blogging platform. She she started her Instagram and her blog as a way to talk about motherhood and mental health. And I know that she's impacted a heck of a lot of people along the way. Okay, let's listen to Maria. It's not a nice space to be in at all. And I just knew something was wrong. I've never felt like that in my entire life. And for those feelings to come over me so quickly was like a huge big red flag. What did it feel like to you, that anxiety? Can you explain that in terms of, I guess, yeah, how it felt within your body? Um, I felt physically ill. I got like hot and cold sweats. I was getting clammy. I felt sick. I couldn't stop worrying. I was like, oh no, what is? what have I done? I'm self-aware. I knew something wasn't right. I started getting really, really, really angry. And I'm not an angry person at all. But when my daughter was about maybe about three months old, this uncontrollable rage would come over me and I would see red and once the moment had passed and I had expressed how I needed to express myself in whatever way it was I would feel embarrassed ashamed and I would not be able to remember what made me angry like some people and I envy them they don't have any issues and you know what I want that for everybody I truly do but I know that's not not necessarily what happens so yeah yeah, when you decide if you decide to have children you know you never know which way it's going to go no, completely. I had my fingers crossed. I felt embarrassed. I felt like people would judge me because they felt that I was less than for having depression. I'm not somebody that keeps things in and I do believe like if I'm having a bad day, I would never hesitate to say, look, I'm just not doing very well, guys. I'm a bit upset today. It's nothing to do with you guys, but I'm just letting you know. And so I try and keep that open dialogue with them to encourage them to keep that open dialogue with me. It really is hard to see out the other side, but there is the other side. You just got to get to it and it does take strength and you do have that strength in you, but you have to do it. Like no one else can do it and it sucks. Like I want someone else to do this for me, (laughs) but you have to do it. You have to take those steps. You have to find those people to talk to. There's so much in there, hey? 
there was a lot going on there. There was indeed. Um, but I love what Maria says, and it's something we talk about a lot, is that you know, when you are struggling with your mental health, I think it's so important to have people in and support around you to sort of help carry that 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 load. Um, and ultimately, at the end of the day, you're the only one that can do the work. And again, that's not saying you have to do it alone, but it really is something that um, that takes a lot of strength and determination and grit um, to to get through those difficult moments. Yeah, and I took took all what you're saying there. I I feel that it's something that's part of grey areas, and that is that we are not alone, not alone in our pain, and not alone in our joy. And we expect not to be alone in our joy because we're like, "Hey, I'm having a baby. I got a job. I'm a bit older," you know. But we we do somehow expect to be alone a little bit in our pain. Like we expect that that might actually cause us to be rejected or put out or um, misunderstood or somehow um, labelled as wrong. And so I I really hear what Maria is saying in so much as, honestly, the answers and the mahi, the work has to be done by us, but we do it with our communities, with support, with love and care, uh, with, with, with failure and success attached to it, you know, with misstarts. So, um, yeah, and, and I feel like that about everything, you know, I'm facing in this season. I, I, the answer is what I need is inside of me, but I sometimes need help finding it. <laughs> this is your second season, and you've got like oh, quite a few episodes this season. Is there a moment or a, or a conversation, or is there feedback that you've had, let's say, where you're like, "Yep, yeah, this is making a difference." Yeah, definitely. I know um, from season one and the, and the few episodes we've released of season two so far, the feedback you know reminds us why this podcast exists. Um, we had some feedback from one of our listeners yesterday talking about the fact that it did um, encourage her to access help that she thought she may needed but wasn't sort of um, ready to to accept. And so those are the sort of conversations that we go, okay, this is why we're doing it. Um, and I think, you know, when your parents reach out saying, thank you for talking about this, I now understand my child better. You know, that's such a wonderful, wonderful thing to experience too. But yeah, there's some amazing conversations in this season um, and season one. And like I said, it's just a privilege to be to be trusted with their stories. Hey, congratulations on season two. And I can't wait to listen to Harry and Maria's episode. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for all your love and support. No worries, Genevieve Mora. You rock. I love you.